Hello, folks. Welcome back to the Whoop Podcast. I'm your host, Will Ahmed, the founder and CEO of Whoop, where we are on a mission to unlock human performance. We got great guests this week. Before we get to them, a reminder, you can use the code Will Ahmed, W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D, to get 15% off a Whoop membership. That comes with hardware and software and analytics, and is designed to help you improve, improve your health, improve your performance, get more sleep, lots of good things. If you want to hear more about Whoop, too, we've got two great guests talking about it, Marston Sawyers and Heber Cannon, better known as the Buttery Bros. Marston and Heber are some of the kings of content in the CrossFit space, and these guys know a thing or two about fitness. They are documentary filmmakers who travel the world to capture the fittest people on the planet in action. That work has resulted in a large social media following and has made them two of the most recognizable people in CrossFit. The buttery bros, as they're known, sit down with our resident CrossFit expert, Mike Lombardi, to share their stories from the road, how Whoop helped keep them safe while traveling during COVID, their thoughts on nutrition, their diet, how they go about programming their workouts, and what is next for them and for CrossFit. These guys are a lot of fun. I know you're going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here are Mike and the Buttery Bros. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Whoop podcast. I'm Mike Lombardi. I'm here with the Buttery Bros. Thanks Welcome. for having us. Stoked to be yeah. here, man. It's cool to see your uh, secret lair up here in the city, just yeah. overlooking Boston. So for those in the CrossFit space, you're very well aware of the Buttery Bros, but for those that haven't met them yet, I will let them introduce themselves. All right. My name is Marston Sawyers. Heber Cannon. And we're known as the Buttery Bros. We're documentary filmmakers, but we're also YouTube personalities that travel the world uh, fit, featuring different fitness people and kind of eating a lot of pancakes. And we got our start by covering the sport of fitness or CrossFit back in 2009 through 2018 working for CrossFit and then have kind of started our own thing outside of that since then. Whoop's been in the space, the CrossFit space for a while. Obviously, we started working together when you guys kind of went solo. Um, what's been some of the cooler stuff that you know, you've seen over the years with your own Whoop data and, and sort of interacting with it in the community? So we, we, we have like a spot on our show that where we talk about, you know, Whoop and feature our community on there called the Butter Gang, which is a really big community that we're really proud of that uh, we do a lot of shout outs and giveaways and stuff like that. But we also analyze our data and analyze theirs. And uh, it's been really cool to be able to break down basically how uh, involved that community has been. I think for me, one of the coolest things is like what got me excited about CrossFit is it's like creating the ultimate superhuman um, and like I've always had this weird fascination with superheroes as everyone does, which is why they're as successful big movies as possible. Um, and to create like the ultimate person, you have to, to know what the right training modality is. And also there's a lot outside of the gym that people are doing. And I felt like what I learned about metrics and data and, and recording HRV and things like that, Whoop seemed to be the most accurate brand that was interested in CrossFit you know, like that wanted to be a part of this community. And so I started seeing athletes wearing it and being like, Oh, what is this? Tell me more about it. Um, I'm in, like, as someone that covers the sport, I'm interested in, in 
what kind of things people are and athletes are doing to maximize their potential. And this seemed to be a, a thing that was regularly, regularly appearing on top athletes' wrists. And so um, when I got the opportunity to wear it, I was super stoked to just kind of geek out on the data and geek out on, on how to maximize ride recovery and my uh, performance level and, and capacity and, and potential um, through just, you know, looking at how my HRV is or respiratory rate or whatever other data points we, we look at. And so it's been really cool to see it from some of the earlier generations to now what you can use the app for is absolutely insane and, and super beneficial for people. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the app's changed so much. I was thinking, I think the first setup we had in, at a CrossFit event was Wadapalooza 2017. And it was literally like a tent, pop-up tent. And, yeah. <laughs> and a baby table <laughs> and we had about 10 straps there um so it's it's unbelievable to then go to wild blues the last year and then see you know 25 percent of the population just rocking their whoop straps so yeah it's and it's crazy not just like we get a lot of experience outside of crossfit too going to other events and just traveling so much i see it all the time now yeah, it used to be like a Boston thing. You like see people in the airport or around town. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, Boston, whoop. And now it it really is just kind of everywhere. Yeah, you guys have exploded. It's awesome. So thanks for being here. You're making the road tour. Is is it a never ending road tour with you guys? Yeah, it's pretty a much never ending road tour. Yeah. yeah, just always on the go. Went from we were in Miami and then stopping over here and then we're on on to uh, the country of Iowa. <laughs> Lovely this time yeah. of year. And. Every year you kind of profile different athletes and the sport is seemingly, let's call it, getting younger, new faces. Obviously, there's, I don't want to say it's the end of a generation because people's careers are longer, but faces that we're used to seeing from 13, 14, much further along in their career. Who are you most excited about seeing over the course of this year? Dude, I'm excited to see what Justin Medeiros does just because of his f- phenomenal mullet, you know? I should have said magnificent. That's an alliteration Magnificent miss. mullet, yeah, yeah, yeah. The M&M, yeah. yeah. The but he, uh, I think missed. that guy moves really well. I think he's got a great haircut. And, and he's, he's just, just like a, a golden fun, retriever. Yeah. He's just smiling, and he's like always up for a good time, you know? He's only, what, 21, 22 years old? I think he's 21. Yeah, I, I remember just meeting him at the Granite Games back in 2019, and like, I didn't know who he was on the floor, but his parents screaming off to the side of the floor. I was like, I want to go hang out with that crew. So I just went and embedded myself with this family for like a whole workout of Justin working out. And we screamed together as a crew at Justin to help him win that event. He's, I don't know if he did, but. <laughs> yeah, he's, he seems like a, a really fun, excited guy. It's, yeah. it's good to have different faces in, in CrossFit that, uh, not that aren't so serious, but are exciting to to see where they go yeah and, ha- and have a real personality yeah and him and his coach adam like their dynamics really cool because uh I, their story was kind of unique the the fact that like adam was done coaching and i think he wanted to step out of that role and then there were some people from the gym that were uh kind of trying to tell him about this kid justin you know and they're like hey you should really take a look at this guy and i think that justin like wrote up a really long like you know thought out paper of like why why you should coach me and then he was like wow this is this kid has a lot of a thought behind this and and after reading that and after meeting with him he's like okay maybe i can step back into this coach's role over the past year it's obviously been challenging probably to create the content with COVID restrictions and ability to travel and people's willingness to kind of get in how have you sort of gone about that have you how have you kind of utilized your own whoop data one to make people feel comfortable and also make your yourselves feel comfortable that's one thing that actually like at the beginning of covid what that 
when you guys started telling me actually, like you can track your respiratory rate. Um, and that is a really good indicator of what, uh, that you have COVID. And so like, and I know people that have got COVID and they have whoops and they've I've said, okay, what, what does your respiratory rate look like when you, when you first found out? And all of them are like, oh, it skyrocketed. I was in the red. And so now anytime I'm traveling and I'm going to athletes, when I wake up as like a concern of, hey, I don't want to be the person spreading COVID, the first thing I check is my sleep data and my respiratory rate. And anytime it's skyrocketed, I've either tried to go to find a test or not do anything that day and try and stay away from people um, and see what happens the next day. If I haven't immediately gone to get a test, I'd wait. And if it drops back down, I'm like, I, I'm probably okay. Um, but I, that's been something that's like, if we're on the road, luckily I haven't had a big spike when we've been traveling to people. And so I haven't been worried about it. But being home with my family, I've had one or two spikes where I was like, I think this either is a fluke because I feel fantastic or um, I have COVID and I should go get this checked out and, and gotten a test and had a negative result. Yeah, I mean, aside Same. from just the from from the data and everything, like when we were making all this stuff, we were traveling almost every weekend, and when everything went into lockdown, we we're like, hey, we got to pivot and we got to be creative now and try and do some uh, you know science experiments in our backyard. And so we did that for a little while, and then we had a local dealership sponsor us a, a truck that we called the Butter Truck, the Butter Whip, and we've uh, done a lot of road trips, gone and been with a lot of different athletes in a lot of different states uh and the whole time it was like you know especially leading up to the games it was like okay uh we we're good we're in the clear we don't have covid we're being responsible and we were always you know checking the data and checking the whoop and uh it was almost like one trip would lead to another trip and when we'd get to that place and get everything filmed that we were trying to get done we'd be like okay should we try and go to another one you know yeah, and it this was, was this was right before the crossfit games and so it was like we wanted to produce, we're produ- we've produced a 2020 CrossFit Games documentary, and we hadn't 100% inked the deal with CrossFit to do this. So we were, one, trying to get a lot of content for the documentary if we do it, and two, maximize this short window of time between stage one and stage two of the CrossFit Games to build content for our YouTube channel. And so every trip was like, do we roll the dice one more time and go on another airplane and be surrounded by other people, or do we go home and be safe and road trip to California when the time's right for the CrossFit Games? And so... We rolled the dice and specifically like checking the whoop out every day to make sure that we were no no respiratory spikes, and luckily we got we got really lucky I think and didn't have any problems at all. Had negative COVID tests the whole time, and got to eight out of the ten CrossFit Games athletes that qualified for the games before the CrossFit Games happened. That's really impressive. That's, yeah, it was <laughs> it a was, lot of trips. It was a turn and burn type of situation, and it, you know I'm I'm really happy with the content that we got with them and also the stuff that fed into the documentary that will be coming out later this summer with all that travel do you guys do anything to plan specifically or are you just like this is the best cheapest flight we're getting on it and maybe i slept maybe i didn't well it's usually like like we, we still don't even have a flight home to be honest we're, <laughs> we're, we're 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 supposed to go to iowa tomorrow and then we, we don't know if we need to go to denver after that so it's usually you know travel and you know Heber's my travel agent yeah I'll, I'll say this when we were traveling in October because that was the most risky time period right was was going to the CrossFit Games I was going only Delta because at that time they weren't using middle seats yeah and so it was just like let's make every take every precaution we can and then I've tried to avoid really early flights unless it's like the best option for what we're filming and and so it's also a fine balance of like hey we got to have 
these COVID restrictions, but I also want to make sure that I'm home for family time when I, as much as I possibly can for how much we travel. And it's probably harder going the east to, or the west to east. Yeah. So you guys are basically burning a day. Yeah. Every it, single time. But like we've, we've gotten really lucky. That's the only time we've taken an early flight was we took like a 6 a.m. flight from Salt Lake to Atlanta, but it's direct. Mm-hmm. And both the, I think both times we've taken it, we've been upgraded to first class. So we've been able to just sleep the whole flight. And so you get there actually kind of refreshed and it's only noon and you're able to, to like hit the ground running. Yeah, you guys went to Aruba not too long ago, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was a real rough trip. Yeah, real rough, you know. Uh, but, you know, so Matt was going to go, and he was, like, trying to, you know, Matt Fraser. He was like, hey, I'm going to Aruba. You guys should come. And we're like, well, you know, uh, yeah. So we, <laughs> so we went, and uh, that was our second time going. And we'd been there uh, and worked with the local affiliate there, and there's a really good crew there. And it's crazy, though, because it's – basically at a quarter capacity so you'd be walking around with matt fraser and people would be like do you want a cabana and i'd be like yeah <laughs> so i just I, we would uh you know you take, full advantage, yeah. full, take full advantage of matty fraser's uh you know upgrades so he was readily uh recognized in aruba or just it well, happened to be a- that the affiliate people also worked in different areas of yeah, they, that's what the, it was. So like people from the affiliate worked at the Ritz Carlton or they had connections at the Renaissance Aruba Hotel. And then uh, the owner of the affiliate there, Javier, is like he's connected with everyone down there. And so we'd be like, hey, we want to go do this. And he'd be like, OK, let me get you over there and we'll make sure you have a private cabana set up on like the best location that you could. Yeah, we went to this private. Uh, it was called the Residence Island, Renaissance Island. Renaissance Island. Yeah, and they have like flamingos and everything, and they take us to these cabanas, and they have Matt Fraser's name like etched into the sand. So it was very nice. <laughs> wow. It was very welcoming, you know. That's, it, that's I was I was feeding him grapes, and he was pouring champagne all over me. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, how do you take another trip after that? You yeah. just say, "Hey, Matt, when are you taking another? Yeah, we're uh, we we're available." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, and that that's the only international flight we've taken on since you know lockdown and everything, and. I think the Aruba's ready to have people, you know. It's it seemed like a an amazing spot. Yeah. So much so that I was looking into uh burning some miles. Oh yeah, on, yeah. On the Aruba trip. There, man. Yeah. yeah, they got they you got to use of, them. And a lot that, of stuff that to offer. affiliate down there for CrossFitters is awesome. Yeah. It's beautiful. Favorite gym ever? I mean, aside from my home gym, Except sure. for home yeah. gym. Yeah. Muscle and Lungs CrossFit. Yeah. So they have a couple different locations, but the one that, that we really like is their outdoor location and it's like you can do muscle-ups underneath a palm tree and you know there's it's just sunshine and it's beautiful there so as far as location goes that's one of the best yeah what's the what's your favorite place you guys have been to in the buttery bros era Ooh. i would say aruba's up there aruba's up there um i mean there's there's things that like make me like thing like places better and a lot of it's just the experience and the people like uh the Hawaiian trail run in Kauai, that is one of the coolest events. And we had a lot of fun doing that and covering that. And I can't wait to go back. Um, the other one was Wollongong, right? Wollongong. We went to a, a, an event called Tribal Clash and uh, we actually won that event. Yeah, we're, we won. We're, we're world champions. We're basically running. the world the defending champs. Yeah, because they haven't had an event since COVID. <laughs> so we won the only event in 2020. Yeah. And uh, we hold the mask. Yeah. So come get it. Yeah. Are there any competitions that really jumped out at you Wadapalooza 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 is my favorite event just always just because of the vibes you're outside you're not like confined to an indoor convention center that's just like dimly lit so it looks beautiful on video but it's also like the people are beautiful the the surrounding location and you know we're 
we're just out there uh, kind of just you know we're we're gathering content but we're also just living the lifestyle you know got kicking back and and enjoying having a booth there and it was a lot of fun let's go back a little bit in time so you worked at crossfit that whole era ends when did you guys decide you were gonna one form up again and you guys did a lot of work together and then where does the name come from uh so we basically when we were let go like we took a few weeks margin was down in south america he got home and we kind of connected and we were we had been talking to companies that had reached out to us that wanted to sponsor or no, no work together to create a documentary, the 2019 documentary and this big production company out of the UK and some other brands in the space reached out and they're like, Hey, we want to work with you on this. Um, and so we were talking at that time about like, okay, what would this look like? How do we cover this? And the big production company, after talking to, CrossFit and us and seeing just how crazy the, the landscape was at the time were actually like they were like we want to do this documentary but you guys can't guarantee that you can film this because you don't know that you'll have access to the game so we can't put any money down on it because we don't know what the out- outcome is going to be and so they kind of found their way out and by that time it was like th- it was like six weeks since we had been let go and events were starting to happen sanctionals were starting to happen and so we, we hopped on a flight to Dubai and we tried to cover that with the intent of uh, we're going to try and create a docu-series of the CrossFit season and, and ending with like two or three episodes of the CrossFit Games um, and still kind of figuring out what this looks like and how are we going to make this a financially successful thing for us. Like I got a family that I got to feed and, and going to Dubai was like a huge money suck. Like we didn't make money there. Um, so then we started doing commercial work and I was like, I think we should document some of the fun things that we're doing outside of making these commercials. And that led to us doing one of the events that we had seen in Dubai called Acid Bath. And we did it with Matt Fraser coaching us through it with Chris Henshaw also coaching us. Oh, man. He was he was super on the Hebrew yeah, train. Yeah, he was on the Hebrews team. He, he, he was like not giving me any credit. So he's, yeah. he's a big Hebrew fan. Yeah, he also always brings me free shoes. Thanks, yeah, Chris. Shout but, out. But let's just set the record straight that I beat, beat yeah, you. Yeah, you beat me on that workout. Yeah, I, I was uh, like a, a pool of a man on the ground afterwards. If you've ever done it, what is it? Is it it's is a 500-meter th- ski, 500-meter row, 1,000-meter C2 bike. Yeah. All on Concept 2 machines. Hinshaw's back there like yelling out split times to him <laughs> about like where I'm at and where he's at. He's just like totally riding on yeah, the Hebrew I, train. There was only one machine of each, so I would go and then Marzen would d- did it after me. And so he's yelling at me like, you hold a 145 pace here, Marzen There's no way he can beat it. you. <laughs> and I'm like, he outweighs me on every machine. Of course I can get this. But anyways, it was a, it was a really fun experience and we had this footage. And so when we got back, I was working on the commercial. And I was like, hey, Marzen, why don't you go through this footage and see if you can create like some sort of vlog about what we're doing? And um, we ended up releasing that episode right before Wadapalooza, like literally two or three days before we got to Wadapalooza. And walking around that event, people already were recognizing us as the Buttery Bros. Yeah. So you can tell them about the so, name. Well, so, so Buttery Bros is uh, back when we worked at CrossFit, we would always like – hit a nice composed shot and I'd be all stoked about it and run over to Hebrew like dude check out this spot you gotta look at this and he's like oh dude that's super buttery so there was just like a term we would like pump each other up with with like you know composition or you know whatever it was being smooth you know and so we knew that we were like uh let's call you know this thing buttery something buttery guys buttery dudes buttery boys buttery bros yeah and then I was like okay we'll just call the YouTube channel that and then you know 
it turned into a whole uh, pancake extravaganza. And now, <laughs> yeah, how the pancakes get pulled in? <laughs> that so, was actually his wife. In the same in the same hotel room, where we're like we're we're like uploading the video, and we're like, how do we name this? I need a logo. So I'm designing a logo. My wife's a graphic designer, and I had seen Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, and there's this like they go to this world where all the food has come alive, and there's uh, butter frogs on top of pancakes that look like um, lily pads. And so there's this great scene where a mosquito comes and sucks the blood out of the butter and the butter just kind of melts. And so I was like, babe, like we, I want a butter guy with a face that's going like, ooh, but he's melting on like a stack of pancakes, kind of like that. And she was like, okay. And then so she made the original logo um, that we use still to this day that like within a day or two of us kind of pitching that idea. Yeah, and then shortly after that, we're like, well, I guess we should probably like eat some pancakes on it, you know? And so we, we did like, in one of the early episodes, did like a pancake testing and then, you know, now we've, we've I would say we're, pancakes, yeah, though. we're, we're uh, you know, It's not every episode, but it's like the, every other episode we try to do a pancake thing. At least. Yeah, yeah. Not everywhere has pancakes that are worth getting. Exactly. No, stay yeah. away from the Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Danish pancakes. Are, yeah, I mean, they're crepes. They, just call them a crepe. Yeah, it's not call a them what they are. They're not a pancake. <laughs> so despite the fact that you know, the pancake uh, piece is tied to the name. You guys, it seems like you guys are still pretty tight on nutrition, though. Yeah. I relative, mean, we, relative. Relatively. Like, I mean, Hebert tracks, and I mean, it was funny. It was last night. He was, like, trying to track all of his stuff. I'm like, how, how are you tracking that stuff, you know? Because we ate, like, uh, what do we have? Well, we went to this place out by J&M CrossFit. Diner. Yeah, J&M Diner. That they, has they, they had a Reese's Pieces waffle with, like, all sorts of fixings on there. And I'm like. That's a shot in the dark. I don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna track that, but he knows some sort of yeah, algorithm. I would just I would just like I'd ballpark count macros. So when I'm on the road, I'm I'm trying to I haven't done this regularly throughout the Buttery Bros, but since November or October, I've been tracking everything I've eaten. Um, and usually, if I'm on the road a long period of time, I'll let that slide. But uh, but when I'm home, I'm pretty accurate on like hitting every macro. And so, it, like, it's not always the cleanest food, but I'm hitting those specific numbers and trying to make sure my fiber stays up is really, like, the only other thing I focus on. And when I'm home, I'm, I'm just a meat and veggie guy. Like, I'm a big Traeger guy. So I'll, I'll go to this local meat market, and I'll pick out a bunch of meats, and then I'll just grill those up with some veggies. And I'm like, I don't need to know what all the numbers are. I just know it's clean, real food that I'm eating, and I'm not, you know, trying to geek out too much on it because yeah see i like to have my fruity pebbles so i can justify that i think by at least making sure it fits in my window of macros i like fresh fruit around the house so (laughs) (laughs) great drop there (laughs) really good would you say that this is the fittest you both have been in your life Ooh, the fittest i mean i mean we've been working out with some beasts lately you know like caddy d and the channel smith i mean i would say that you know I think there's there's I'm, elements of yes and no like maybe not the strongest I've been but I'm, yeah. I I feel like as far as well-roundedness and being able to do whatever I want to do and and feeling like I can throw down against well not throw down you know scale it down yeah. and and do the workouts that these other you know professionals are doing and I feel capable and I feel healthy and 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 uh you know yeah capable so is about the best that uh, each of you has done in the open Oh, actually, I don't know. I don't. I haven't looked at the where I ranked overall and compared to previous years. Because I think my my best years were back when I was like training with people every day that were trying to go to the CrossFit Games, and now like I'll spend the majority of my time doing just 
lifts. Yeah, you, then, he does a lot of accessories. And, yes, and there's accessories. The gym we go to, there's like an upstairs where it's all just like the clang and bang, you know, okay. like with all the machines and stuff. And I just hear him up there just dropping shit all the time. And I'm always like, <laughs> yeah, that's Heaver up there, you know. And I'm, I'm just, I'm the type of guy that like I, I show up. I don't ever really know what I'm going to do. And I kind of like ask my buddies around the gym because everybody's either doing comp training or they're doing proven or they're doing hard work pays off. And I'm always just kind of like, I, I like You're cherry picking. Yeah, I definitely cherry, cherry pick. I like to do what I'm good at, you know? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm 33. I don't need to, you know, be doing pistols and all that stuff, you know? So I like to just get in, enjoy it, and get out, you it's know? It's not just pistols. It's any weakness. Ah, oh, no, 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 I don't want to do that. Well, there's That's not many weakness. weaknesses, you know? It's, I've had multiple knee surgeries. I don't need to, you know, I have two legs. I'm going to squat on both of them. <laughs> That's fair. So Buttery Bros started as a way to potentially make a content series about the CrossFit season. Yeah. And now it's incredibly successful. You've done multiple docs. You have another one coming out. Yeah. Yep. And you have a emerging supplement company. Yeah. Where does that, how did, that's like a big jump. Yeah, it was a big jump. Well, we, we had been talking to a handful of supplement companies about working with us and going back and forth. And then um, I randomly got a DM from this guy named Jeremy. I think it was Jeremy that reached out first. Who was like, hey, me and my buddy are starting a supplement line. Like, we want, we want to talk to you. And I was like, I was like, who's this guy? Like, I'd never heard of this guy. I'd like, I went to his Instagram and tried to figure out what he had, who he was. And he had like zero identifying things on his gram that signified that he was in the supplement companies at all. Um, but I was like, hey, it's worth a shot. Like, if we're gonna do this, this sounds really fun. I've been an entrepreneur building the Buttery Bros. Like it would make sense to try and do something like this if we're going to do it. It'd be cool to build something that's our, that's ours as opposed to just being a part of another company. And so I sent him back an email. And I said, hey, I'm going to introduce you to our manager, James, um, but I'd love to hear what you guys have to say and, and get to know you guys a little bit more. And so we hopped on a phone call, and, a, and a, I met the other guy named Paul who has had experience with this company called Cellucor, which for years, my favorite BCAA has been their Extend line. I've, like, I love all those flavors. I thought that's like one of the best tasting and best supplements out there. Um, and then he also did this other one that's newer called Ghost Life, which I haven't ever really tried, but I've loved the branding of it. So yeah, I was like, I love the imagery the sour here. Patch. Watermelon. Yeah, they well, have was, like the candy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Swedish it was, it was Swedish yeah. Fish. And yeah. I was like, I had actually reached out to them like, Two years ago, and I was like, "Hey, we should collab." I think that like your taste buds and my taste buds are are very similar. I, Eight I years eat, old. like a six year old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I was like, had reached out to them in the past, and so when I found that out, and then I figured out who Jeremy is and what experience he's had, I was like, "Oh, this could be a super team. Like, I think we could do really cool things with this. Let's let's have this conversation for sure." And it's taken since that was like August of last year, and now it's taken until now to like we just announced what three weeks ago, two weeks ago that we're doing this. And um, brought in Matt Fraser. Heard of him? Yeah, <laughs> makes goat noises. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this, yeah, so we. It's been a really fun process to to get to where we are now through that. But um, that's that's been an exciting venture for sure. Yeah. So we're you know scheduled to release and have a presence of the game. Like we're we're gonna have a, a booth there for podium, and then we're also gonna have samples and everything. And I think we're gonna be able to launch come July. So so will Matt Fraser's return to the games be? Selling protein or selling supplements? Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> one a, would hope he comes Yeah, to He's, he's just going to be like one of those cute girls out in the parking lot just sling, <laughs> slinging samples. Uh, so there's a, there's a lot to look forward to. Um, obviously, you're not going to tell when the documentary comes out, but pre-games. 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 And that one 
that was a uh, quite the challenge just with the whole thing with uh, you know like we've already talked about with COVID and everything, but then also just being at the games and you know being in a bubble and then you know it's it was really cool to be able to have Matt's last year be you know at the pinnacle and be at, at the ranch in Aromas and everything and the five and five was really cool just because it was uh, super intimate. The fact that there was no fans or anything, it was such a different experience because. We've been going to the games, I think that was like my 11th year going. And, you know, you're used to them crossing the finish line and hearing the roar of the crowd and seeing this big spectacle. And then, you, you know, Matt, breathing heavy. you just hear Matt breathing and crosses the finish line. Nobody says anything. You're just like, hey, good job, dude. <laughs> Very casual. Very <laughs> casual. Yeah. And it was just funny. It was just like he just dominated. And it was like it was almost like all the men were like, man, we got to get put our heads together to try and beat this guy, you know? It was like... <laughs> We're going to work together as a team. Yeah. Who said that? Adler, right? Yeah, Adler, Adler kept pushing that, He yeah. was, yeah. like, fired up about not letting him win every event. Yeah. So you've been in it in the sport long enough. How would you say that Rich Froning is different than Matt Fraser? Ooh. Ooh, I think they have very... That's interesting. I think there's, there's different takes on how they approach the sport. Um... Rich has a little bit more of a classic CrossFitter thing where he's doing, uh, and they might have an opinion about what I'm saying here, and I might not be accurate because I haven't followed Rich for closely for a while. But looking at what they do on Mayhem and when I've been with him in the past, um, it was Metcons every day, and then some form of uh, a longer endurance thing. And Matt has a very regimented thing where I would say the biggest factor is Matt took takes off a huge and almost ridiculous amount of time before starting to train again from the CrossFit games. In fact, I think like I've heard him say like from the time the games gets over, he doesn't even like pick up a barbell or anything until the, I think his first workout back is usually the, the first workout of the open. Yeah. Or right around wow. that time. Yeah. Like he'll start doing like, I think that's his first Metcon back, but he'll start doing like bike intervals or other things. And then, um, I think to an, a, an effect like they wouldn't Matt wouldn't do as much CrossFit until closer to the to the games or to the Open, but does a lot more endurance training and and that type of boring stuff, where a lot of other athletes are doing Metcons multiple Metcons a day, and so you, you you start to see that like that happens more now where you see people in Zone Two training. Mm-hmm much more regularly, and I think that's something that Matt did pretty regularly in his training leading up to the game. So do you think that the sport is fundamentally changing in the way people train, that they're looking at it as, yeah, we're still going to do all these different things combined, but it's really important to train the bike and train multiple versions of the bike and spending the time building the engine. What, what I'm fascinated by is to see, like, I want to, I haven't done this yet, but I would like to look at what HWPO training looks like, especially as it continues to build it out because it's just something that's dropped recently and I think he's got just, like, one track and versus Proven because I'm interested to see what T has mm-hmm. been doing and what Matt's been doing because they've been collaborating, but now they have what seems kind of different programs. Exactly. And, and how they ramp throughout the year because that's a really good, like, you have two people that have been on the top and dominating the field for years, and um, they like you can now analyze that training program and see what works for you. I think every athlete has different weaknesses, right? So you can't program the same thing for everybody, but you can learn from really important that you can learn from people that have been there and see like, oh, I've got a similar body type to this person. What have they done to be successful? 
and how can I also then uh, grow as an athlete by learning from this person as well? And so I think it's a fascinating time to be a CrossFitter coming up because you have all this knowledge that's out there that wasn't there five years ago or even three years ago. And and really just the, the platforms too. It's just, you know, like uh, even CompTrain's programming is really fun to follow. Uh, a lot of people at our gym do, do it, but I feel like just with the technology, with the apps and everything, I think that a lot of people are you know, finding things that they like to follow and, and, you know, taking what they leave and, you know, taking what they like and leaving what they don't. Yeah, we cherry pick real good. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. you talked about the cherry picking. I think that each programming option out there has a certain athlete that it's, you know, Cater it's towards. made for, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then people will, oh, I like that. Oh, I like another one. And then before long, yeah, they're, they're doing that programming. That, I'm surprised at how many people I know that are that subscribe to like two or three of those applications. Like they're paying a lot of money every month for programming and all they're really doing is cherry picking between the three <laughs> as opposed to like following one and, and getting the actual benefit of following a program. Yeah, I mean, and I just, you you're, know, you're cherry I, picking I, 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 I cherry sure. pick, I cherry <laughs> pick the, you know, the, the group at the particular time of the day. Yeah, so. you're like, what are you doing? That looks boring. Okay, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm all about the glitz and the glam, you know? I'm a <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the new CrossFit so far? Man, we, so we got this awesome opportunity to go hang out with Eric Rosa in Vail for like a weekend and skiing, and it was literally like the three of us, Eric and... and Shout out to Mr. Blue. Yeah, Mr. Blue's his cat. We got to know him real good. Uh, we had an awesome experience. I think he's, he's super fun. I think he's really smart gets the community, gets the culture, and as someone who is, like, you could say that we were kind of jaded by CrossFit because we were fired by them, but, like, I love this community. I love this this sport. I would like to see it grow, and um, I had really good friends, like, childhood friends that knew Eric that don't CrossFit, have nothing tied to the community, and they reached out when they found out he bought the community, bought the company, and they were like, hey, you should support this guy. He's awesome. And I was like, cool, I, like, I trust you and I value your opinion more than I do most people. Um, then when I met Eric, it lived up to the expectations. And so I'm stoked about where he's going. Um, but that said, like, I haven't seen what th- what's happening behind the scenes and what's going on, but I, I like that guy and I, I have hope that I have more hope now than I did two years ago or a year ago about the future of the sport for sure. Yeah, I met him at the games and it was on Saturday night right after they did the Happy Star and he comes up to me and Hebrew. We just met him. He's like, "Hey, you want to go head to head in this workout right now?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, sir, I do." You know, uh, <laughs> and then we I'll, beat him. Yeah, I let the record straight. <laughs> Set the record straight that I did yeah, beat him in that workout. One. Yeah, but then oh no, it was crazy. So he takes us to Vale to, to go skiing. Dude is a beast on the hill. Like yeah. he's a really good skier. Dude and shreds. Like. You know, we skied from like nine till, you know, lunchtime and, you know, like a logical person. I'm like, I'm going to sit here and enjoy this meal. I'm going to take a good hour. Ten minutes goes by and he's like, all right, we got to get back on the hill. We got to get going. (laughs) And like we skied. I've never skied that much in my entire life. Dude was just up and down and he was just all about the powder and getting all the enjoyment out of the hill. The next day. 1% 1% recovery. You got you yeah, were 1%, 1% recovery. 1% recovery. And I think it's cuz we hadn't eaten enough. Like I also I didn't track carbs that day, but I I know looking at the day like I did not eat enough carbs and I burned through all the all that I had and so the next morning I just ate as much as I could and felt better by noon. But And and <laughs> what's cool about Eric is the fact that like even just driving to and from the resort, he was asking us questions and you know really open to hearing our, you know, feedback and and Taking, taking uh, constructive criticism or you know like things that we've learned or things that uh, we've come to uh, 
like realizations that we've come to over the years and it's cool just to have somebody that'll take that type of uh feedback you know and i'm not i didn't ever feel like that was the case in the past and it's cool that he's uh, open to hearing all different opinions yeah it's i think the start has been really great the the initiatives and i I think eric's been great as well so what's uh where where are we taking the buttery bros where are you guys taking the buttery bros like the sky's the limit now right we're outside of the the realm of just making content yeah, I think there's there's for us it's like there's a lot that we can do and and we're just trying to figure out what's the best route to do. Like I spend a lot of time thinking about what kind of lifestyle I want to have in five to ten years, and what kind of things do I want to be doing. And so, I just picture the, you as like Kevin Costner on a boat off of the coast, you know, just <laughs> fishing with your long hair. <laughs> Is this like a water world, Kevin yeah, Costner? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're drinking your own <laughs> urine. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> as long as we have a good filtration system, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But I'll have to have web feet Five to really years. be able to get those groupers yeah, or whatever. Yeah, behind the ears. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, and and I think when you, when I'm when we're doing that, we're thinking of things we want to be doing, and also when we find ourselves in those scenarios, I think is when we create the best content because we're having fun and that energy comes through on camera. Um, I've always thought like my time in the gym is like my adult recess and that was like you know i'm here to have fun and the energy we have on camera is the energy that we have in the gym because it's like the best part of my day and so when we're thinking of what we want to create on our show that's that's what's going through my head what do i want to do yeah going to comp train and doing a week of training with with some of the top athletes in the sport sounds really fun let's go do that going to aruba with matt fraser sounds like an awesome time and so finding opportunities like that that present you with um both challenging situations and also, you know, bucket list items of things that you want to do in your life um, is one thing that we want to do with the show. And then also um, figuring out how to get beyond just the CrossFit audience, but just a general audience, you know. And I think that's what, as content creators, you want is an audience that's that's um, as broad as possible, but also supportive as possible. And so you, you, there's a fine balance between getting outside of CrossFit, but also making sure you're paying homage to your roots one of the things we do is like not take ourselves too seriously. And I actually prefer finding scenarios that where, where I can kind of look like a fool, (laughs) like, you know, wearing women's leggings with Whitney Simmons and doing a a butt workout, you know, like stuff like that, where it's just like, okay, this is a little bit out of my comfort zone, but I feel like that's where all the growth happens, you know, living on the edge and, and doing that type of stuff. And I feel like people see that and they're like, Oh, these guys can have some fun, you know? And, we were just talking about country line dancing. I'm like, yeah, I could do that. I could boot up and get a get a hat. And <laughs> I told him he's got to wear he's got to wear I can jorts. Eat, yeah, you know? you know, eat peanuts. I don't know what they do. <laughs> <laughs> peanuts for line dancing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it seems like it makes sense. Yeah, I feel like floors covered in peanuts. Floors like Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah, something like that. You know, I could see that. Yeah, banjos. So the plan for now is just see where where this takes you. Yeah, plan for now. And then and then find ways to to grow that like we've we've talked about you know can this be a tv show is that worth it like youtube has such an amazing reach right now like where do we want to invest our time and energy and and the sky's the limit with that side of things and then growing things outside of it like these businesses um has been like the coolest part about what we're doing to me is the life experiences and then the cool people we get to meet like the rooms we get to be in are absolutely insane and and that is something that i don't take for granted anytime we go go to a show because it's it's been super fun to just meet 
incredibly cool and successful people that I've been able to just learn from. Well, the show's been outstanding since its inception. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's been uh, it's been awesome to uh, to watch the progress, and it really is in a an amazing spot now. So congrats to you both. On Thanks a lot. Thank on you. This, Thanks to you awesome guys. Work. You guys yeah. were one of our first big sponsors to come on and work with us and and believe in us. And so like we've got a special place in our hearts for Whoop. And sorry to everyone that missed out on the butter kit. It's yeah, gone. It's sold out. Yeah, if you didn't it swipe gone. up, you're not getting it. You yeah, know? we told you. <laughs> but uh, guys, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Thank you to the Buttery Bros and Mike for coming on the podcast. A reminder, you can use the code Will Ahmed, W-I-L-L-A-H-M-E-D, to get 15% off a Whoop membership. Check us out on social at Whoop at Will Ahmed. And stay healthy, folks. Stay in the green.